Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode 17 of The Black Heron. Today is a good old chinwag, all about how our year went and what our goals for 2024 are. So enjoy the fireside chitty chatty with me and Rachel. Well, hello, Sasha Black. Hello, darling. Oh, <laughs> happy almost new year. I am so excited for 2024. I can't even. We are so close. We are so close. Um, mm-hmm. before, uh, we love, we love this episode. This, this is probably my favorite episode of the year for all podcasts, for mine, for listening to yours, for listening to others. This, I just love a recap and a new plan. Um, yeah. But before we like do that, annual lessons learned or oh. whatever, like Joe just did her 15 year. Oh my God. I was like salivating over it. I that just is, love them. That is what I do. It's like, I, I skip over anything I haven't listened to and just go straight to that. I just, yeah. I can't, I will not catch up. I just want yeah. to hear people yeah. talk about what they have done. Um, but before we get into that, tell me how you have been for the last month. This month has been the craziest month I have ever experienced in work ever. And that comes off the back of Vegas. So when I say this month has been bonkers, I truly mean it has been insane. Can you, um, because I have not caught up with your podcast yet. I am behind on yours. Give me, give me, what's the okay, dirt? So, so the two thing, the two big things that have happened, I don't think I had started, had I started sprinting with a new person last no. time we spoke? Mm-mm. Okay, so I have been working with Cara Claire um, and she used to be a ghostwriter and she is like next level fast. Um, and when you say of, that, it gives me heart palpitations. Like I know, I know, I know, <laughs> seriously. Um, so she, she, um, we started sprinting together cause she's UK based. Um, and funny enough, not too far away. So we've already had like in-person meetups as well. It's been amazing. An in-person writing friend. An in-person writing friend. That's it's the best wanted. thing ever. I am so full of joy. Oh. I can't even. Uh, like I literally oh. adore her already. Um, oh. But what is amazing. So she's number one activator. So she is all energy. Um, and... Uh, what we did is instead of doing timed writing sprints, we're now doing um, writing sprints for every, we sprint to get to 1000 words. And it's completely revolutionized, like how we write so much so that I've that I've gone from being able to um, write about 2500, 2600 words in an hour to being able to write a thousand words in 16 minutes. Oh my God. What yeah. the hell? That is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's literally bonkers. Um, I I have never been able to write this fast. And so we do like 16 minutes, a few minutes break, 16 minutes, a few minutes break, 16 minutes, oh. a few minutes break. Now, sex scenes are a little bit slower, like 17, 18 minutes. And if I don't have a plan, so if I don't know what I'm going to write, then it could go up to 20. Like we we allot 20 minutes yes. and then it's like a race to see how quickly we can do it. And like she's she doesn't have high competition, but because she's so full of energy and has such a um, historical record of being able to write quickly, she doesn't want to lose. So it's like fantastic because we're both like 
we're both as happy to like and it's very we're very evenly matched like because I because the way the competition works for me I will I will rise to meet whoever I'm against uh-huh. and because she's better than me I my time rises to meet her so like I we about 50 50 we are sometimes I win 50 percent. sometimes she wins 50 that's incredible so, yeah, so this was amazing, completely revolutionized the process. We have now, like, we're so um, attached to each other that we are going to, my cat is demanding to get out. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> go on, bugger off, go. Um, so we are so attached to being able to write together because it's such fun, this new way of writing. Um, it's literally poured, like, joy petrol on the writing process that we have now planned our entire calendar year, including holidays, because <laughs> I just don't think I can ever write without her ever again. So God forbid she ever decides she doesn't like me, I'll be screwed. But yeah, so that was the first one. And then the second one is that I had a viral TikTok and my income fucking exploded. Like, the whole thing just blew up. I have sold like I think oh my god I am it, this month I am already double my highest income ever in a month. Yeah, like when I say it blew up, I mean like it fucking blew and that's just Amazon, it blew on Ingram Spark, like and I set up Shopify and I'm already like like a 1000 pound turnover already and I only did that just before Christmas. Like it Wait, just before Blue. Christmas, and we're talking on. So that's that. We're talking on December 29th. Yeah, in a week, I've done over a grand turnover on the on the store in a week. Tell me because I haven't been much on TikTok. I mean, like five minutes a day, if that. Um, I'm trying to stay off of TikTok. But tell me what was in this video. I'm going to go look for it, obviously. But tell me what the video was. Do you know? So I was doing coaching with Adam Beswick, who um, oh, I can't wait is... to listen to that. He, he was on your show, right? He... He was on my show, but so we did coaching, I think after that, he basically was trying to decide whether or not he would do coaching in next mm. year. And so he did this really small cohort of people that he knew. Um, and in true Sasha style, I was a fucking nightmare to coach because like, I won't, I, you know, unless I, unless competition steps on the field, like we are so super fucking reluctant to do anything like proper skeptical, need the data, where's the evidence, show me the proof. <laughs> and so I'm a nightmare to coach unless I'm like goal oriented, focused, you know, anyway. And um, so it basically it, his whole thing with me was just to get me posting consistently. Mm. And he knew if I posted consistently, the odds were eventually I'd have something go viral. Consistently, and, does he mean five times a day or once a day? So I'm posting between three and four times a day. Yeah. And um, it is probably taking me 10 minutes a day to do. Yes. Yeah. And when I was doing that, it was it was not a big stretch. Because you, really you, you can bash them and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just, so there's been a couple of things. Um, I've completely shifted my usage. So for somebody like me, um, I, and actually for you with the podcast, we are all personality. So we are the platform. We are building a platform around us. I have completely eradicated myself from TikTok. Not, not completely because actually I do show my face um, and I'm still engaging, but it is, it is, I'm using, I am using TikTok as a marketing platform. I am not there to do anything other than promote the books. That's it. That's all I'm doing. And that really, really helped switch my mindset. And the other thing that switched my mindset was understanding that you can 
post the same video more than once because 90% of the people who see your video are new. Whereas on Instagram, 90% of the people that see your video are your followers. Oh, good point. Yeah. These are all things that our friend AK Mulford has told to me repeatedly and I they really have I believe it and someday <laughs> I will listen to them but you are already doing that so well done. yeah so what was that what what was the was the TikTok just it was about it was just about the book and this is the one that oh, soared. sorry yeah I should have actually answered the question um I can't even remember it was like one that I did in like seven seconds oh I know what it was it was the one it was one of the ones where I'm like oh everybody told me that I'd never make any money writing lesbian fiction um and now I'm a full-time author ha <laughs> ha um and it literally took me about seven seconds to record and the fucking things made me thousands of pounds this one like thousands multiple thousands of pounds this month hey, let I can't me, believe it let me point something out there though because there's two things happening there i think that i'm seeing at the at the outside so i can see kind of clearly this and i can't wait to watch it but it's about your book yes it gives what your book is here you've told the people what it is but you've given them you a story more yeah. importantly the story mm-hmm. and your competition is stamped all over that moment like you said i couldn't Watch me, bitch. Yeah, yeah. So and the funny thing both. is, and I've iterated that. Um, like I'm literally iter- iterating the hooks that work, rephrasing them, different video background, yep. same story, yep. and you you get thousands of views, thousands and thousands of watches just by iterating the same hook. Um, and it really it has been like a mindset shift with like understanding. be a writer on TikTok, right? Like iterate the sentence and the wording, but keep the hook or keep the essence of the hook. And it's literally changed, changed everything, financially changed everything. Like I can't, I can't even. adore this. I adore, I can't even, I can't even tell you how much I love this. The look on your face is like, the cat with the cream or the canary. I'm not sure with the creamy canary. I don't know, but you, you, you've got it. Oh, it's, it's such like, I have spent this whole month, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, so that, so, okay. So here's what happened, right? Last month, I wanted to cross a new thousand mark on Amazon only. And I missed it by 47 pounds or something like that. And I was fucking furious. And this was how I started TikToking because I was like, well, Because I was furious. I was so angry. Rage is so productive for me. And um, I had passed that marker. So this was like the highest I'd ever done. I passed that like on the 13th. (laughs) And I'm well in excess of double that now. And it's still going. I I just, I don't, this, like, I... (laughs) I can't even talk about it without laughing because it's so, it's silly money. It's the it's the amount of money I never thought I'd see in my bank account. Like it's silly money, and I'm so excited. Like I literally have goosebumps yes. talking about it because it's so. It just means so much to me. I also love that it's happening now at the end of the year when, you know, you had goals to make money from these books and I know and whatever is happening, you and the universe together are like, no, watch here. It is. Here it is. Look, look at this. happened. And this is aside from the fact that I wrote a whole book this month and I set up Shopify. (laughs) I don't even know how I'm alive. Honestly, this month has been mental. (laughs) 
Oh, that delights me so much. Everything you have said, I've got like a tiny, I don't, I don't have, I have the goosebumps one way, but now I have like this tiny headache behind my eyes, which I get when I'm really happy sometimes or like really sad. It's the same, like all my emotions go right there. I'm so pleased. Oh, you have been you. working so fucking hard this year. Oh my God. I Yeah. Like it really, it feels, that's why I'm so excited for next year because yeah. Like it feels like this is my time now. And and the other thing that this has done, and I said this to, to Joe actually, is that <clears throat> this Shopify, but not just Shopify, this whole kind of thing that's happened has been has made me feel empowered in business in a way that I've never felt before. So I'm doing something. And I'm not telling anybody. I'm going to tell you after. So you have yes, to remember. Yeah. I, I don't I, worry. I, I, I have come up with the best business ideas ever that I've ever come up with. And I don't know why it's taken me so long to see these opportunities. But now I'm like a fucking firework for ideas. Like so many things. And I'm like, oh my God, I can do this. I can do this. Like literally the whole world is my oyster. And I am so fired up for next year. I'm actually afraid that I'm going to explode. <laughs> But anyway, I can see that you're wearing a Nano uh, Nano winner top. Where is this the winner? Yeah, this might be that. Yeah, um, I did win Nano I think the last time we talked, I had not I had not won yet. Um, so I did that, and then as you know, I took December off. Um, well, I took it off. But what I did was I was not teaching, and I was writing and just like reorganizing my life. And I took a week off and we went traveling um, and that was fantastic. And my little sister brought home COVID. Um, she's oh, staying with no. us. So, and she, she just had it with us four months ago when she was with us in the States and she got vaccinated four weeks ago. So people it's, it's real, but she's, so she's isolating, which is why if the sound is not good today, I don't have my mic. I mean, this boomy room, but that's fine. So, um, so we went traveling. So I had a week off there, but what I told myself in this month was in December was I was going to rest. And I absolutely did not do that because I just won't. But but telling myself I will rest and grabbing the rest like cheekily feels so good to me. Like I could just like yesterday I knocked off at 1 p.m. because I was just like, fuck this, I'm done. I'm, I'm done for the day. I've had a fantastic day. I'm done. And then we went to the beach and it just feels like vacation. Um so I've been doing that, but my big thing, okay. So I, I am, I, we are often on the same wavelength, so I can't wait to have this conversation, but like my big thing is that this month I am intuitively following a terrifying thing. This is my decision and we'll talk about it more in the the goals and plans, but I'm, I'm pulling. So I wanted, so you've known for like the last year, year and a half, maybe even two years, um, I have wanted to make more money from writing than I do teaching so that I can teach less and write more. Yes. And, Remind me to tell you about that. Okay. Well, um, so this, at the beginning of this month, I, I was just struck with this thing, which is, which was just this not a voice in my head. Cause I've never heard that. I would love to hear a voice in my head, please. Like people that, that, that would be great. That would be useful, but it was a feeling that said, just stop teaching as much. Just, I know. Oh my gosh, your face. Yes just stop teaching as much. So I make 60, at least 60% of my income from teaching. And I make oh a lot from teaching. I make good, I make good money. I teach usually three to four sessions of the 90 days done classes in a year. I'm going to teach one. I'd already, I'd already committed to one. I was already filling up classes for the January through March session. 
Um, and I'm that's all I'm going to teach in 2024. It, it gave me a nightmare. Yesterday, I sat down with the finances and I was like, oh, that's a lot of money that I am just removing from the table. I'm taking it off. I don't get it and I need it. I'm the sole what did you right now. What, what did you say that? Did you just tell me the figure? Uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, oh, okay, but, okay. But the figure, the fig. I will talk about the figures on my show next week, probably because I haven't actually done the math yet. But I okay. normally make about a hundred thousand dollars from teaching appearances, speaking, all of that. So it's six figures. So that'll take it down to a third, a third. And I need, I need that money for the mortgage and everything. And and my my the rational brain says you can't afford to do this. And my interior. <laughs> In one year, I can you afford not to do it? Can I afford not to do it? And what that is doing is it is opening that vacuum, which I am now with my planner, like filling with joy and excitement. And this, and it reminds me of 2016 when I made more than six figures at my day job, the 911 job, um, with I worked 80 hours of overtime and probably made 120. And I just quit. And I was only making about $30,000 from writing at that point a year. And I just quit. And I was like, how do you, how do you turn your, how do you walk away from that kind of money when you need it to live? And I did it. And, and that's what I needed to do. And I really feel like this is what I need to do. Please tell me what's in your face. Okay. I have one question and a a comment. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start with a comment. So last year, Last tax year, I would say 75% of my income was nonfiction. Wow. And now, oh my God. Now, made the 95% space. of my income is fiction. Okay. You're blowing my mind. Yeah. I, I, you I, that's, that's okay. So I will do the math. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you accurately because that is a kind of like a gut guess, but I can't, it's got to be, it's got to be around the 90% figure. It's got to be because, because of the amount that's coming in right. and how, how much less I'm getting from the nonfiction. Um, and so, and what happened is I took that leap of faith about 18 months ago sure. when over the summer last year and I had, you know, or maybe it's, you know, I had the come to Jesus moment. Then I read loads. Then I committed. And Ellie basically said to me, it's now or never either you commit and you hold on real fucking tight to the roller coaster and, you know, hope that it works. And if it doesn't, you have to do more nonfiction, you know, and then you try again. Um, But I committed wholeheartedly. And I, I do think that that is partly why it's working. I think, well, and the, and I do think I have hit the market at a point I knew that sapphic fantasy in particular was going to have its heyday. So I kind of read the market and went in at the right time, but that's not to detract from you the did, fact yeah, that I'm, I'm going to, yeah, cool. yeah, I did the work. I did the work and, you know, I committed. You worked and I do your think, ass off. Yeah. I worked my ass off and I do think the universe bends the knee when yeah. you, when you tell it, no, there is no plan B, this, this is plan A and that's it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I do feel very much that things fall into place when that happens. So, so there's, so there's that. And the question is, so a year ago, you, we had a very similar conversation where you were like teaching, teaching brings me joy. Teaching is everything. I need to do more of this. So 
the, I don't know if this is a, it's more of a say more, I think, is, yes. is the question. Yes. Say more about how you've come around to this. It's a, Okay, that's such a good question because I don't want to give up helping authors and I don't want to give up being there for them, but serving a market who can only afford a high ticket item is displeasing me. I taught, I wrote it down somewhere. I think I taught 126 people this year, which gives me ultimate joy. Like the, the joy I get from teaching and the joy I get from writing, like writing is that 1% more, but the, but the, the, the joy from teaching is, is just the tiniest notch below or sometimes very equal. Um, but right now I'm only serving a market that can afford me. If I step back and finish this writing book that I wrote in November, I've got a 75,000 word book on writing, but writing with joy and ease. And it's the, it's the Mr. Rogers, Tim Gunn book that I've been wanting to write, right? Um, helping them at a, you know, a six ninety nine price point. I think I may want to do a DIY 90 days to done and 90 day revision, which would be at a much lower price point, which would have me at a very low level of support, very, very low, but then it would be affordable for more people. Um, so that's in part of my plans. And in a bigger way, so I, you're, you went wholeheartedly into the fiction. I have felt for a long time that I'm pulling away from the fiction and moving into the nonfiction, which is really the memoir-based stuff that I love. And I think that that does as big a service for readers to read. Unstuck is done and I'm doing the audiobook. Um, the The recovery memoir is on tap for this year. I've started a new memoir because I was memoirless. I was I wasn't doing um, writing a memoir, so there's more of that, and that to me goes into the service part of it than the teaching part of it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so when you say you want to earn more, so what was the exact word you use? You want to earn more from fiction or from writing? From um, from writing, not okay. from fiction. Fiction, yes. If I feel moved to write fiction, like Seven Miracles um, of Beatrix Holland, like that was fantastic. And I sold that this year. Great. And if I, and that was because I felt moved to write that book. I do not at this moment, and anything could change, like in five minutes, I could decide to write a series and go wholehearted, wholeheartedly into it. But right now, fiction is not lighting me up the way that the creative nonfiction, the memoir that I love doing and that people resonate with. That's what I, that's what I've been working toward doing more of. And that's what I'm going to just go like full swan dive into and commit to. So that's my sapphic fantasy is sapphic memoir <laughs> and, <laughs> I love it. And, and relationship stuff and difficulty stuff and learning how to live with ease and grace and learning how to, and I'm, I'm not probably, I don't even know if I'll say this anywhere else, but I feel like only a few people listen here, even though I know our people listen, but I think regular listeners of my podcast tune out. I know my wife would never listen to this. I know my dad would never listen to this, but I will say that um, I'll admit to you, oh my God, this is going to give you a heart attack. The memoir this year will be me basically, <laughs> I, can't, I haven't even said it out loud, um, and uh, allowing myself to trust and surrendering and not having control over everything. Like moving into places where I cannot have control and where I don't know the outcome. Basically 2024. And that is the memoir. Like, and I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to have to get out of my, I need to control the universe around me space. I know, look at, I'm, I'm so nervous about it. 
And I don't know what that will look like. I don't even know what this book is. And I'm, I'm committing to writing it. Ellie made me do this homework where oh, for 30 days I had to write about control mm-hmm. because apparently I am a control freak it's and my I biggest, have a problem with control. It's my biggest, it's honestly, I'm not even joking. It's my biggest problem. It's my biggest problem in my relationships. It's my biggest problem in my life and my stress levels. Um, and I'm so much better than I was before I got sober and, you know, found and I, spirituality and meditation and I still suck so much at it. Can I give you a homework? Um, why don't you do the 30 days on patreon for your patrons and it can be a paragraph it could be a paragraph but that will create the memoir for you right like it will give you (laughs) i'm so sorry you don't have to do this you do not have to do this that is exactly that's exactly what i'm doing i'm writing every day or five days a week because for me every day is five days a week and i'm writing for 20 minutes about a thousand words or you know 800 words whatever falls kind of like my 500 word project last year but this is, it's the control project. And I was going to toss, I was going to toss one up a month on Patreon, but I kind of like this idea of doing more. And because that was a question in my mind, like, how can I attract more patrons to this? Well, so you could, you don't, don't make it so like constrictive. It needs to be 20 minutes. It needs to be a thousand words. It needs to be. So what I did with Ellie, some days I literally wrote like a thousand words and other days I just wrote two sentences and that was it. Uh And it was like my observations of control and my observations of me and what I'm trying to control, my observations of what controls me, my observations of Mm. other people and control. So it was just like a study. It was just an essay. It was an essay and a study and an observational kind of experience on control. But the point was you don't make it, yeah, don't, don't make it difficult if you only, if you only, you know, think of one thing or you only, right. but what it does is it forces you to almost meditate on control. Yes. Like yes. every day, it's like, it's like that practice of looking at it, looking at it, looking at it and, and intent. And you have to, if you just commit to, I, I need to write at least one sentence. So what, how, how can I look at control differently today? And I tell you what, it was incredible by the end of it. Did it change anything for you? Yeah. I let go of a lot of stuff. Like kidding. I, this, this, is no, what I want. this is what I want to hear. Yeah. Oh my God. Like it really, it really made me see how little I can control. Yeah. And like, I think that was the start because this was when I, I did it when I was in South Africa. So this was over oh, a year wow. ago now. Yeah, and it was different. the start and it was before I'd even written the first word in, um, in the, in a hearts, hearts and highs. And so it kind of was the start of, my shift in, I guess, the strength stuff, the healing, the wounds, all of that stuff. I had to understand my problems with control. So yeah, it did. It shifted me loads. Oh, I really thought I honestly, you know, cause I'm a control freak, even in the way I think other people will think. And I, I assumed when I asked, did it change anything? You'd say, no, I'm just exactly the same. You just blew my mind by saying that it actually shifted something like basically the control, the control freak diaries as I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. But think about when you meditate, how much does meditation change you? Immense. Immense. I had not meditated in a week because of the travel and just, you know, being out of things. Yesterday I meditated for the first time in probably, I don't know, probably 10 days. And that's not like me. And I had the easiest day. It was crazy. It was fun. I took off at one. We went to the beach. That was because I meditated. Exactly. And this is a meditation on control. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my God. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love the end of the year. I love the end of the year. Should we talk about, (laughs) 
Should we talk about? Yes. Okay. So first of all, we need to confess that <laughs> both of our context, uh, when we're talking about cliff strengths, which means the, um, the strength of looking at history and looking at the past, we don't have it. We don't own it. And both you and I forgot to look at our goals from last year. <laughs> so I was trying to, I, I've kind of got like, cause I had, I had like a little thing in here, um, that I'd done. Um, but I mean, it was mostly looking at quarter three and four and, um, oh, oh no, hang on, hang on. I found another page. I think I've got, I think I've got, I think I have got my goals. Oh, good job. What were they? Um, so I wanted to write three to four fiction books, one to two nonfiction, some courses, an audio book, and more than the last year, establish a viable pen name. Oh my God, I'm so cute. <laughs> Wait, your voice, your voice break. You're so what? Look, she's laughing so hard her audio is muting out. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, I just found it so funny that I'm like, oh, establish a viable pen name. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Make some money. Tick, tick, tick. tick. Oh my God. Well Fuck done. Me. Yeah. Um, continue coaching. Go to or have booked Venice. <laughs> Fail. Um, read more books than last year. Tick um get fiction audio coaching well i didn't do that but i did sell the audio and the audio is coming out january february march so that I'm gonna, counts I'm gonna, that counts yeah. you don't you don't have to do it yourself then yep <laughs> yeah learn to bake scones <laughs> fail <laughs> <laughs> but um i didn't do the courses but i did speak loads and i have set up a webinar for february um so you know uh and the other one was i wanted to reduce the amount of time i spent doing freelance so tick i mean i pretty much smashed this year you absolutely did you yeah. absolutely did yeah. i cannot remember what my goals were they were i i know that they were probably to launch a book and i did not manage to do that um they were to they were to help people and i definitely did that and um i did uh i did find what i did this year um we bought and moved into a new house um i i revised seven miracles sold that in a, a trad a traditional deal that pleased me um got a dog uh i finished and revised unstuck the new zealand memoir and i'm prepping it to kick, kickstart i taught oh it's 132 students how to write books um i created a big course, um, how to publish in today's market and sold that. Um, I wrote a 77,000 word book on writing, the book of writing of my heart, um, which I, I have a title for it. Finally, um, I'll tell you in a moment, um, went to the States. I wrote 60,000 words of another book, which I don't know what I'm going to do with. Those are just sitting there. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's my, that's my list of things this year. So I did a lot, but I, I don't have the feeling of those accomplishments. And maybe that's what I'm looking for in 2024 too. It's a little, a few more, a few more ticks, a few more ways to get readers, ways to please readers. I want, I feel like I spent this year pleasing um, writers and really getting good at my craft of teaching. And now I want to go back to the craft of pleasing readers. Yeah. It's that alignment thing. And obviously yeah. partway through the year, you've had a shift in alignment and didn't necessarily shift the goals. So that's what then next year becomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Do you, do you have like a win list? Cause I keep like a win, win list. Um, no, but I should, I should keep yeah. that. What's that? What's on your list? 
I mean, a lot of the things that we that we've said, like, I mean, it's actually, well, I'm almost embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, just all the things basically that we that we've talked about. Other things that are on there are like the keynote. Um, uh, I mean, how many books getting, did you publish this year? Didn't you launch at least three or four? I've, I've published three, written four. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of things like yes, um, speaking things on there, achieving like highest income. Yeah, several months running. Um, you know, bestseller tags, all star bonus stuff like that. Yeah, it's just it's the same stuff that we've talked about, just in a bit more detail. But I didn't know you got an all star was- bonus. Congratulations! That's incredible. But it's because they shifted the 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 way it works. So don't, that don't don't denigrate it. No, that's amazing. I'm sorry, but it is just to clarify. They have done it per genre now, and because ah. obviously I'm in a smaller genre, because when you look at the page reads, my okay. So with this TikTok thing this month, um, my income now is fifty percent from paperbacks. Fifty percent of my income is physical copies. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. For, well, paperback and hardback. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and I'm only, I, and I hover between 20 and 25% KU. So I've actually made the decision not to put the next series in KU. Exactly. Um, and I'm going to go, I'm going to, yeah, do other things that I'll tell you about after. Because you could always put it in KU if you want to later, but you do not yeah. have to start there. And for people wondering what an all-star bonus is, it is from KU and you get extra money from Amazon who like kicks you some cash when they say, good job. It's, a, it's, literally, it's yeah. literally a bonus from the boss. Yeah. And so if you're in a category that's super, super popular, like fantasy romance, you don't stand a chance. But if you're in, well, no, you do stand a chance, but it's bloody fucking difficult to to get it. Um, You've got to have multi-million, millions of page reads. Whereas, um, you know, if you're in LGBT fantasy, for example... You don't. You can get a few hundred thousand page reads, and you'll get the bonus. So you know. But you know, I just like I just realized that there is LGBTQ um, memoir category, and soon I have one already in there, and I will have three this year. Hmm. Maybe I should focus focus Mm. my focus my looks at that. (laughs) Well, so we talked about our words for the year next year, didn't we? But Mm. I've added one. Yes. Yeah. Because (laughs) was. I'll figure it out. I was niche and nurture. So niche, right. and that, that's why I was saying, so niche and nurture. But I've also added relentless to the, the mix. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Because I feel like that is the word for me. Just, I need to be relentless next year. That is perfect. That is yeah. absolutely perfect. Do you want to talk about goals? Do you want to talk about what you're setting yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> So I am like, I honestly can't believe how underprepared I am for next year. But I think it's because I'm so aligned that I just know where I'm charging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have done less planning than I've ever done. Um, and I'm trying really hard to find some time to plan, but I'm just so busy doing um, that I that I am struggling. So what I have got for next year is a good, better, best system Mm -hmm. um so i've got good better best everest and golden win so um so for next year my good goal is four books my better goal is five my best goal is six everest is seven and golden win is eight so obviously i'm charging for eight but 
I'm realistic. Yes. I'm realistic. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, and, and so I've done that. That is plotted. And that's based on Cara and I writing 6,000 words a day mm-hmm. when we're writing. Mm-hmm. So I have the whole of August off. I'm not writing in a whole other month. I can't remember which one it is, but there's a month on here where I'm uh, most. So I think it's April. I'm mostly outlining and just, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> not writing, um, <laughs> editing, editing at the beginning of the month. Um, and then that's taken into account uh, speaking in Seville, Stockholm, London, Book Fair and New Zealand. New Zealand, which I don't think we've ever talked about on this show. Um, but oh, you we, are. Coming. We mentioned it last oh, time. Did we? we mentioned okay, it. Yeah, right. we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. So, oh, that's right. And it is. Right. I'm going to I'm going to book my flights next week. I booked my flight this week. I mean, mine is a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> mine is $149. Oh, yeah. Wait, it's 100, it's 100 American dollars. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness me. Um, yeah, so that so I have tried to, like, add in whole weeks for, like, outlining here, whole weeks for this, whole weeks for that. But, um, and, and there's eight on the board, but whether or not I do that, I won't be unhappy. If I do more than four, I'll be delighted. Okay, that sounds perfect. Yeah. That is it. And then I very cool. Yeah. And then other things like um, you know, working on Shopify. Um, I've got some other things that I'll tell you about afterwards. And um Which people will eventually learn about, don't worry. I know when I always yes. hear that on podcasts, I'm like, oh, I don't get to know, but you will know. Sasha. Oh no, definitely. They will definitely yeah. know. I just yeah. it's you know when something's fragile. Yes. Yes, that's my book. My my book on control is fragile right now, but it's really only because I don't want my wife to know I'm writing. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine every like every two hours? What about your book, Rachel? Huh? Huh? What about your book? It's gonna come out at some point, but (laughs) yeah, yeah. We'll just pretend. We'll just pretend. (laughs) Oh dear, yeah. So, um. I think that's probably it. I'm going to try and run some more webinars um, and continue TikTok because it's working. Fabulous. This sounds yeah. fantastic. Nice and easy for next year. Nice and easy. Yeah, eight bucks. Yeah. Nice and easy. Yeah. All, yeah. All Just of the relentlessly write. <laughs> and but input. You, but you figured out your your method. What is What is your favorite input method besides reading? Is it just reading? Yeah, mine too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love to. So here's the thing, right? I, I'm mildly concerned with how many books I'm going to need to read next year because that is the that is the yeah. consequence. If I want to up my output, I have to up my input. I actually, um, the more I write, the more I have to read. I can feel it. Yeah. It's almost like a tap that I need to yes. turn on, and I'm and I'm running. I can. The difference is incredible. Like as as the more I write, the more I read. It's isn't it wild. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. So this year, I think I'm on, I'm a, I don't know how many books, 108, 109, something like that. But I, I think in order to write eight books, I would probably have to read 150. That means you have year. to, you have to fit it in your schedule. That's going yeah. to, it has to go yeah. in there. Yeah. So I, and, and I am slightly nervous about that because that feels like a very lofty goal. Um <laughs> But but if I want to do it, if I want to write the books, I yeah. have to have that restorative rest and yes. creative input. And a lot of the stuff like the traveling, that's going to do input. I'm going to go to Venice. We've decided the, the reward for this month is to go to Venice. So that's going to happen. 
Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. So that will that, and I'm gonna my next series will be based in Venice. I think so. That's gonna be done. my, I, uh, I am, I'm hopefully also going to Venice this year. And, uh, you know, that's my town. That's, Because I, I, that's, that's where I love. It's the town I love mm -hmm. the you've most. done retreats and stuff there, haven't you? Yeah. I've probably been there 20 times. I Oh used my God. to, I used to go when I, in my twenties and thirties, I would get my tax refund and it, I would just immediately buy the ticket to Venice and I'll go by myself. Most of the time I've been by myself there, but I've got, but I've also gone with every important woman I've ever loved like that, you know, my mother and both my sisters and my partner and an ex-partner. Like that's just where, where I take people and I've taken groups of people and yeah. So that's part of my I plans love it. actually. I love Yeah. it. I love it. Um, so your goals for next year. My goals. I did this cool thing where I, I wrote out my writing plans and then my projects because, so the projects really fill, find, fall under like helping others and the writing falls under helping me. Um, oh, so a couple things. So, okay. I am getting the Kickstarter out of the door for unstuck as soon as possible. The cover is done. I've just got to do the audio. In fact, I, as soon as I, I'm talking to Book Vault this week about I need I need a um, dust jacket for the hardcover. I can't not have it. I don't want to do a case laminate hardcover. So I'm going to see when they're going to have that in the States. But um, I've just got to get the proof and then I can launch the Kickstarter of that. Um, I've, I've, got to, I've got to edit Seven Miracles, um, but that only take a week or two. <laughs> got to remember to put that in there because it is due to my editor. I keep forgetting. Um, and then I'm going to edit uh, the book I'm calling The Writing Fix. And here's, and here's why, because number one, that title is not taken. I don't understand how that is possible. Like, but it's also kind of like a reference to, you know, being a junkie for writing, the writing fix and how to, how to help ourselves go easier. And I'm not sure of the subtitle, but like, you know, finding joy and compassion and ease in your writing, et cetera. But that goes with the, the um, recovery memoir, which is called the fix. So I'm going to have the fix and the writing fix. I know. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that until I had like spent days naming the writing book. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's good. Oh. Are Um, you going to write the lesbian fix or the control fix? maybe it's the control fix. I'm not kidding. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Dude, that's so good. Yeah. Cause I, oh, that's so good. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, and then I, uh, I actually got back the rights to, um, my, my three women's fictions books from Penguin, which are books I really love. So I've got to get those out there somehow. Not sure how I need audio for those. Um, and then maybe I probably won't have time for this, but the, there is a 90 days to done book that I haven't, that I've written most of. And I just, I probably, it, it's out there, but, but the projects are, um, to teach the one cycle of 90 days to done courses, um, then create the DIY courses. Um, I have this lost leader course that I'm going to build and I've already taught it. I just need to, um, create it and give it away. Um, the control fix book. And then, um, Look at you, like it's already named it. I love it. No, I just called it that. It just slipped out of my, it slipped out of my mouth. Um, and then in terms of, and then the, I, I scheduled them all for like the quarters of the year and I, they, they look like they fit. They probably will not, but as we do, we rejigger. Um, but then when I was looking at, because yesterday I really had my own come to Jesus money thing where I was like, okay, this is what I make. This is going to be the shortfall from doing this. So where can I make the money joyfully? And I actually asked my, um, I asked my email newsletter list this week. I said like, I'm only going to teach this once. 
Um, what would you like me to do for you that will help you? And person after person after person kept coming back saying, I need you to do retreats again. Please do retreats. So I'm going to oh do- Oh my God, I nearly asked you if you were going to do retreats. I'm going to do online and in person um, because I've always wanted to do online just like, and that would be cheaper for people. Um, and then <laughs> yesterday I basically set up the Venice retreat and then I realized, wait, why am I doing a Venice retreat? I can do that in the fall of next year, but why don't I do a New Zealand retreat? Because everybody keeps saying, like, I want to come to New Zealand and we'll do a we'll do a writing retreat. So last night I couldn't sleep. I was looking at all the I'll probably book a hotel today. I'm looking at the end of April, which would be beautiful fall in Wellington. And um, so I'm gonna do that. And then so for money, we're we're talking about retreats, we're talking about um uh let's see, Kickstarter and the new book and getting, you know, selling that on Shopify, et cetera. And um, and I think that's what I've got right now. But just also just leaving room, leaving room for not having control over every single way I can make money. I do not have to figure that out all right now. It's the, the book to me is an exercise in trust because when I'm controlling, I am not trusting. Yes. And when I trust, everything happens. And I do not know the best way for things to happen. And I hate that. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. So this is all part of it. I trust so I, I have books on that eight book production schedule and I have no idea what they are. None. Yeah. I, I'm just trusting that it will come to me yes. by the time I need to write it. Yes. Um, and if I input enough and I live life enough, I'm sure an idea will come to me. I know, 100%. I know all I know is that the, the, the series after this one, that I'm right. Well, I've done one in the three trilogy. I've got two other books that I know what they are that I need to write next year. But the next series, like sequential series, all I know is that it's going to be set in Venice. That's it. That's the only information I have. And I'm just trusting that I'll work it out, which is fucking scary because I am also a control freak. And I'm like, no, I need to be reading now. I need to know everything immediately right now. What should I be researching? You know, and I have no fucking idea. No idea what the tropes are. No idea who the market is. But you know it, it will come to you and it will and it will it will drop into you and you'll just recognize it it will be as if you and i always love those moments because in the next second you're like oh i it, how did i not know that it's so obvious yes and talking about joy as well um so with high activator um and this isn't necessarily for everybody with high activator but certainly for me i much prefer standalone books i prefer writing them i prefer reading them i know i am in the minority like most people like sequential series so because um competition likes money um we are writing a sequential trilogy i don't think i can do more than a trilogy because i will get bored um so i'm my plan in terms of like book releasing structure is sequential trilogy. And then I'm going to write a series of interconnected standalones that I release uh, every six months. So two of those kind of book ending the year kind of thing. Ooh. And in between them, I will release trilogies yes. or duologies, duets, I whatever. I love this. So that I get joy and ease of writing and I get the new and different, but then I also target to market and deliver something that I know will get the read through. And I'm hoping like this new, I, I'll tell you what the idea is for this um, interconnected, like six monthly one. Um, I'm hoping I'll get the read through because it, because, because of how I'm doing it. But basically I'm like relentlessly heading towards joy because the more joyful I am, the easier everything is. That is the most important part of it. 
the, the more you love it, the more you're excited. I mean, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. And we tell ourselves this, but what you are doing there is you are understanding yourself deeply and setting yourself up for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I think the mistake I nearly made this year was giving myself expectations that were so high that I couldn't meet them and then almost burning out because of that. Whereas, and that's why I'm really comfortable with this good, better, best, you know, Everest, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, I wrote four books this year whilst half of this year I worked 50% 50% of my time was gone. So yeah. I'm I'm comfortable that I can do four next year and, you know, without breaking too much of a sweat with all the travel and everything. But then I've got the opportunity for more wins if I can do more than that. So um, especially, you know, because I've got other projects and things. But yeah, I mean, I'm just, it is that relentless pursuit of joy, I think. I'm so excited about this next year. I don't know when I've been more excited about a year, honestly. Neither do I. Yeah. So much so, I'm actually doing a New Year's Eve thing. I've ne- I haven't done New Year's Eve in about twelve years. What a great idea! I haven't done it in a long time either. Yeah, maybe, maybe and, and it's because year. I'm so optimistic. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> I, feel, I feel. I feel very optimistic for you because you you have a system that works. And whereas for me, I'm super op- optimistic, but also like I don't know how anything is going to work. I do not have a plan. <laughs> like I'm talking to you, like I have a plan, and I do have things written down for the year, but I don't. I don't know how this will work. And the other thing is, is that I have so much trust. Do I have too much trust? I don't know. No, I don't because think you I have do. 100%, you have a hundred percent success rate. You have won every year of your life so far. So like you are going to win next year. What a, what a good, what a good way to put it. <laughs> and every time I've ever opened space for something. Oh yes. my God. I remember one time I cleaned off the front porch in our house and I, and I said, and our front porch was like our dumping ground. And I remember saying like, I have opened a space for something and I don't know what it is. And within a week I had found a dog that had given birth to two puppies and they lived on the front porch. <laughs> and one of those puppies still lives with my sister. In, in the oh my God. And I remember that's just thinking, amazing. This, is, this is literally what happens when you open space. And what I need to remember is to not to not overfill it, to not try to over-control it. Because I could feel myself doing that yesterday when I move into worry, like actually. There's one thing about worry. Worry is worry is problematic when it takes over my brain. Um, active concern and planning for being able to pay the mortgage and put food on the table. That's obviously something I enjoy thinking about and doing. And we have savings. Like we're, we're not going to end up, you know. It's like Tara Moore, I think it is, where she in Playing Big and she talks about the two types oh. of fear. I need to reread that. I haven't read that in a while. What are the two types of fear? Do you remember? I can't remember the names of them, but basically the physical responses, one is like the the crushing, oh my God, I could die. Or, you know, like this is true terror. And then the other one is like the adrenaline pumping, almost it it borders on excitement fear Mm -hmm. where you need to lean in because that's where growth happens. It's like that, that, a fear outside the comfort zone um and you know that uh, that i'm that i'm super into tarot and and one of the ways that my the world around me is organized is i build i do believe that these cards when i shuffle them and believe that they are ordered in a certain way for a reason help me and when i was thinking about taking this leap into this year of course i drew the fool which is this person who has they're standing on the edge of the cliff and their foot is off 
the cliff and they're stepping forward into thin air and there's a smile on their face and they're going because they will be supported. It's the very first start of the entire cycle of, oh my God. of anything. And that's what I also drew the empress for um, what does, what is, what does this look like? If I do this, if I, if I step back from this and move into this and I got, and that's the, that's like the growth and the overflowing of, of everything. It's overflowing. So I know that this year will overflow. I find that so interesting that you like tarot when you're a control freak. Does it not feel like the cards are trying to control you? It doesn't, not at all. It rem- Okay, it rem- so that's something to medi- meditate yeah, on because I'm that's ready. an interesting, like kind of dichotomy almost because like you- In- Interestingly, so um, because I have this, this belief in something out there that is not me, I don't call it God. Um, but when I, the day I got sober, more than five, almost, yeah. Wait, I don't know how many years ago. Five years, three years clean and sober. Anyway, the day I went to my first meeting, I admitted to myself that I was an alcoholic. And then I went to my first meeting and I left the meeting and I went like, I have to go somewhere. I have to go somewhere. I have to go do something. And I thought, this is, I'm going to learn tarot. And I drove to a metaphysical store and I bought a tarot book and a set of tarot cards. And I had never wanted to do tarot before. I never, and it took me like another year to even learn to read them. But they're, um, and even, even if, Somebody is not woo and doesn't believe that they're ordered. What they are is a direct line into your subconscious. When you look at the card and you ask it for an answer, your subconscious gives you the answer perhaps that you were scared to give yourself when you're looking at the card. And is it coming from the card in the universe or is it coming from your true inner knowledge that you couldn't get to by yourself, but you can get to it when you see an image and say, how do I translate this into what I need? You know what you need, whether that is it's you. Like the framework. Or the, it's it gives yes, you the framework. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I find that fascinating. I, yeah, I find the whole, you should, yeah, you should definitely think about like control and what yeah. it is that you believe, you know, not, not God necessarily, but like what that external power and faith is because like for me and control, I, I have absolute unwavering belief that if I make a decision I can make that happen, whatever it is, I will make it so like, and and that's one of the things that I spoke about in Vegas, like the difference between like a decision and a decision. <laughs> and, 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 and it is like, I suppose in a way it, it yeah, I don't know. I think that I'm going to waffle if I, cause I can't quite bring the words out. I need to go away and intellect on it, but um, there's, there's, no, I, I I'll have to go away and think about it, and I'll probably end up Marco Poloing you about control and and like those types of decisions. But I, yeah, I'll Marco you. Sorry. There is something, something, and and I need to think about it too. But there's something in the cards for me that is a a direct experiment in trust as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that's what this 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 year's memoir will be an experiment in trust. And when I pull the cards, sometimes I I'm like I do not get it, and I always pull every day. I pull like. What, what is my soul like? I call it the mirror card. And what is my medicine card? So what, what, what medicine should I take to make today better? And sometimes I pull them and I go, this doesn't make any sense to me. And then I'll walk by the cards later that day. I'm like, oh yeah, I did break my own heart by being a dick today. Like, good job, Rachel. That's, I, I was, I should have remembered. I was trying not to be a dick. And obviously any day that somebody reminds me to not be a dick is a good day. Like somebody needs to remind me. Sometimes it's myself and sometimes it's the cards. <laughs> Do you ever do things because of the cards? Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, I'll wake up and I'll wake up fractious. I'll wake up like just nervy and jumpy and I'll pull the card that says, you're going to fight with everybody today. 
and I'll leave it on my desk. And all day I'm like, oh, I want to fight. I'm not going to fight today. And I'll come out and somebody will irritate me. And instead of snapping, I'll go, oh, yep, nope, I'm on the edge of that anyway. And I'll take a deep breath and walk away. And then my day goes so much better. And is that, I mean, honestly, is that just good advice for every day? Yes, but I don't seem to draw that that five of swords card about don't be a dick to everyone else, except for the days where I'm about to do it. (laughs) So yes, it changes things that way. It helps me be, it just helps me be a better, more loving person. And if I I trust that so much. Yeah. Yeah. If you trust it, exactly. Oh, control and trust. Yeah. Control. Are they, are they, are they on opposite ends of the spectrum? Yes. To me, they are. And that's what I say today. And maybe after some examination, they will not be. Um, and the other word that I'm, that I'm thinking about that would just make you, uh, fall fall on the floor dead, but is like surrender. Like, how do I, (laughs) how do I surrender to what is not my business? Get out of the way. Oh, so that's interesting. The other thing that I have developed is the ability to, um, to walk away from things that I may previously have had to have commented on yes. or felt compelled to be like, to encourage people to make different choices or decisions because I, either I've learned, I've made that mistake or X, Y, Z. And now I'm much more able to go, do you know what? Not my circus, not my monkeys. Yes. Like, Yes. Because I had to learn the hard way. Other people have to learn the hard way. And and I kind of like test the water a little bit by like, I'll say like a thing. And if I don't hear the openness that I need to hear, I just walk away. I don't That's even amazing. bother trying to, to, and it's, it's hard. It's hard, <laughs> but it is more peaceful, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Because I don't expend wasteful energy that I don't need to waste, you know, because yeah. you, you got to know your audience. Yeah. All right, 2024. Oh, it's going to be a good year. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having this conversation with me. Yeah, thank you. I love our thank conversations. God. They're I always do. so deep and meaningful. <laughs> I will talk to you in the next year. <gasps> Happy New Year, darling. And you. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review.